Joe Biden, in order to completely get rid of a virus that will never go away, has decided to implement a vaccine mandate, whether you like it or not. If you fail to comply, you shall be banished by civil society. Old Joe has always pushed the envelope from leader of the free world to despot. Now he has crossed the line. But can he legally do it? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a fantastic uh, weekend. I hope you had a good uh, holiday on, uh, well, it's not really a holiday, but I hope you had a good September 11th think, you know, not really a celebration, but you got some chances to think about it. Well, last Thursday, Joe Biden released a speech about his new vaccine mandates. And I, I, I have the speech at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com if you want to listen to it. Um, it's a very short speech. It's only about maybe 25 minutes. But let me give you the highlights, and then let's talk a little bit about the highlights, and then let's talk about what he's trying to do, what his actual uh, plan is. So just listen, and I don't think I've got anything to say before you actually hear these highlights. And this is a, only a small portion of the speech, but I think this is part of the speech I want to talk about. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Yes, My is. job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program, despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations. We've been patient. But our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. This has gotten about as close to tyranny as you can get. That is a dictator speaking. Your freedoms are irrelevant. It's about the collective. He's getting impatient. And there's something else that, when we start talking about what he plans to do, what the six-step plan is to deal with the China virus... We'll see that, you know, he's gone completely outside the reins of what he can do as a one person. None of this is going through Congress. All of this is going to be settled in the courts. I'm sure some will win, some will lose. But this is tyranny here now. This is a despot. This is a dictator. And him saying what he said in that speech, and again, he's in that 30-minute speech, he's at 25-minute speech, he's actually yelling at people. And, and this is I, this is not how you get people to do what you want them to do. So, in this speech, I, I, I'm sorry, I my hackles are standing listening to this guy speak, listening to what he said. Basically condemning 
80 million people who have not gotten the vaccine for whatever reason. But you know what? Here's the whole thing. No, none of his business why someone does or doesn't want to get the vaccine. That's none of his business. Again, you guys know I'm vaccinated. I, I got it. I didn't. I thought it was important for me to get it because of my family. They were my main. I didn't worry about getting COVID. I worried about certain individuals in my family who, you know, I, you know, they were. I had a pregnant daughter. You know, I've got uh, parents that are older. I just did it for for my benefit, so that I do not do something to my to my father, my daughter, my daughter's unborn baby, who's now born now and is awesome. But but the the fact of the matter is that was a decision I made. Other people in my family decided not to get the vaccine. That's the decision they made. I've talked to them about it. They just decided, no, nope, I don't want to do that. Okay. Well, I mean, all right. What am I going to do? That's what you want to do. They have that freedom and they know the consequences. But to hear this guy say, you don't have a freedom, it's not about freedom. No, it's exactly with the people I know who haven't gotten vaccinated. It is exactly about freedom. That's that's all it's about is freedom for them. Okay, so let's go into this six-part plan um, to protect everyone from the China virus. And do you realize, you know, I never hear, heard Joe once blame, let's say, let's get wild and crazy, blame China for the virus. He blames Trump. We heard that. He blames the people. We heard that. But he never blames China. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. Okay, so let's take a look at this this deal. This is actually pulled from Biden's, and the reason I'm not playing more of his speech is because, first off, his speech didn't really talk anything about this, but um, the 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 law is really stands out here. So here here's here it goes. So it comes in six steps, and each step each step has a bunch of details that need to be followed. So this is the first thing. Vaccinate the unvaccinated. The Labor Department's uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, is developing a rule that will require employers with 100 or more employees to ensure that the workforce is fully vaccinated or require any workers who remain unvaccinated to produce negative test results on at least a weekly basis before coming to work. OSHA will issue an Emergency Temporary Standard, ETS, to implement this requirement. This will impact over 80 million workers in private sector businesses with 100 employees plus. Um, This is, you know, probably unconstitutional. My understanding with OSHA is that it may not be a constitutionally valid bureaucracy. Their functions are really vague. They're supposed to be taking care of health and welfare of workers, but this might go beyond that. And by the way, their definition is beyond that anyway. OSHA is kind of like Sarbanes-Oxley, where they they, they say, okay, well, we're going to do this to prevent that, but they, they really are vague on how they're doing it. So, yeah, in 
and in fact, the OSHA director this weekend said he couldn't see how OSHA could actually do what Joe Biden wants or if OSHA actually has the ability to do what Joe wants. The other thing is the federal government may not have the authority to force a business to fire its employees for not being vaccinated. More on that a little later, because we're, we're the people on the left are actually pushing a precedence. And, and today, when Joe Biden was speaking, or this weekend when Joe Biden was speaking, he had mentioned there is precedence for this. Actually, I think it was the news media that was talking about it. There's a precedence for this called uh, Jacobs versus Massachusetts on the way the government can push vaccines and that it is constitutional. Well... Um, they've got a big hole in that argument. You may, just by hearing a Jacobson versus Massachusetts, you might sit there and say, okay, I think I already see the problem with that. That's not constitutional. And that is not going to be a precedence they're going to be able to use in front of the Supreme Court or any other court that has its salt of the earth. I mean, they're just not going to be able to do it. And it, it and again, we're missing the big thing. It forces people to take a vaccine they just don't want to take. I, I, I don't understand. And if they don't take it, they're canceled. Cancel culture. Now being pushed by the President of the United States. I'm sorry, this just can't be constitutional. Okay, the second part of the first one is requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for over 17 million healthcare workers at Medicare and Medicaid participating hospitals or other health care settings. Now, I'm not sure about this one. I mean, I can kind of understand it. You're a healthcare worker. I, I, I just personally think it's immoral. These people were considered essential workers and worked all the way through the pandemic when there wasn't a vaccine. And now they're going to be forced to take a vaccine that, you know, they haven't had in a year. And then it still doesn't, none of this actually addresses something something natural immunity it never addresses natural immunity you've already had covid maybe you work in the hospital you got covid you got over covid you've got natural immunity it's the same thing with the flu but anyway it seems immoral to me because you force these people to work throughout the pandemic and now they can get fired because they take a vaccine they won't take a vaccine these guys have worked a year. That's like me walking up to Josie, who's also vaccinated, and saying, you got to take the vaccine because you work in a healthcare. And she said, I've been in healthcare for the last year and a half. Why do I need to take the vaccine? I didn't take it for a year. Now I need to take it or you're going to fire me. Not only is it showing lack of appreciation, it's basically pissing on them, forcing them to do what they don't want to do. Okay, the next part is calling on, and by the way, when I when I raise my voice, it's because I'm reading it directly from, uh, I'm reading it directly from his website. Calling on large entertainment venues to require proof of vaccination or testing for entry. Um, probably not as much of an issue because it calls for large entertainment venues to require proof. It's not really a mandate. If he mandated it would probably be the federal government forcing private business businesses to behave in a certain way, and that would be unconstitutional. Um, I also think the big problem with the vaccinate this is pushing vaccination passports is it's a violation of the private the patient's privacy, which is against federal law, and it's also unconstitutional. 
Um, Rovers is, it's funny though, Rovers is Wade, which the left wants to keep in place, can use the same precedence as this. Roe versus Wade, I, I don't know if you if folks know what Roe versus Wade is, but Roe versus Wade didn't say abortion was okay. Roe versus Wade said it was a violation of patient doctor privilege. It was a violation of privacy. So they didn't question whether you were killing a baby or not. They were questioning whether you had the right to privacy between you and your doctor to get an abortion. I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm thinking to myself, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, we may be able to use Roe versus Wade as a precedence here. Because if I have the privacy to kill a baby, well, then I should have the privacy to get or not get a vaccine and not announce it to everybody. I don't know. I think it's an interesting take. Okay, requiring employees to provide paid time off to get vaccinated. Um, I think this is also unconstitutional. And to be honest with you, most companies are already doing that. They'll let you take a day off that does not bite into your personal time if you get the vaccine. I know everybody I, I live with, they are allowed to get the vaccine and take a day off. I know Josie's allowed to get the vaccine and take a day off after she gets the vaccine because the, the vaccine does have uh, uh, side effects. You will feel it after the first shot and you'll really feel it after the second shot. I just don't know if, if the government can force a small business to pay somebody for not working. Okay, so that's the first of the six set steps. The second uh, step is further protecting the vaccinated. This is non This section here is completely non-scientific, and frankly, the stupidest part of the six steps that Biden threw out there. It is as terrible a messaging about the vaccine that this administration has been pushing for forever. The administration really has been scaring people out of vaccines. And they're doing it now. Now, you may remember, you were listening to it, and it, one of the things, I can't remember if he said it or not in the clip I had, but what he, we need to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. That's what he said. I don't know if I had it in the clip. Here's the thing. If you're vaccinated, you don't need protection. That's the whole point of this. This is the ironic part about this whole thing. Is that it is the vaccinated that need protection. And all the unvaxxed need to get vaccinated because they can spread it to the vaccinated. What crappy ass messaging is that? So in other words, why did I get this vaccine and end up in bed for three days? If it wasn't going to work. If I needed protection. Protecting. Okay, so let's go over these steps here. Providing easy access to booster shots for all eligible Americans. Okay, and they're already doing that. And by the way, the booster shot thing, not going to do it. Okay, I, I, I think there gets to a point now where I would rather catch COVID and develop natural immunity than get a shot that I'm not really sure what it's going to do. And then have to get another shot eight months later. Listen, it, eventually we're all going to have to face COVID. We're all going to have to catch it. We're all going to have to get over it. 
this is also very, very anti-vax. Because the reality is that um, the WHO has already said, whoa on the booster thing. Whoa on the booster thing. We're not sure you need a booster. We're not sure a booster is going to work. The FDA has not approved boosters yet. So I'm thinking to myself, well, God, if everyone is saying don't get a booster, what is the issue? And and the one thing no one seems, and this is where it ignores, this is where it ignores science. Um, what about memory cells? I think Joe's. I think these are referred to as T cells. What about those? When you what an mRNA is, mRNA actually is basically a blueprint of the creation of a protein that will fight a virus. That's what it is. When we inject the mRNA and the viruses in our systems, the mRNA will actually connect to cells. Those cells will take that mRNA, join it to the DNA, and the D and then proteins will be created and then those proteins will go and fight the virus. That's what it is. Here's the kicker. A lot of the time we have uh, memory cells and I think they're called T cells, but we'll, we'll call them memory cells. Those memory cells will actually keep that blueprint hidden away until if the virus isn't there, it'll actually keep that blueprint hidden away and then will release that blueprint when the virus appears. This is very common. The problem is, it's also very difficult to check. It's very hard to check for T-cells and memory cells. And a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, this could be an issue. That we could have memory cells. And it could be, the, even the vaccine might be in our memory cells. And this is the big advantage of actually catching uh, covid beating COVID, and then developing your own immunity. It's definitely in your T-cells. It's definitely in your, your um, memory cells. And it knows how to fight. How do we know this? Every flu in, a, in history does that. Every flu actually that you hit is a completely different virus from last year's flu. That's why the flu shots aren't all that violent. So there, there's no consideration over that you take the and that's why i always say this is bending the knee this has nothing to do with uh this has absolutely nothing to do with um uh keeping you healthy this has to do with bending the knee we tell you to do something darn it you do it all right keeping the schools open safely so this is going to be all about this is this is step three in biden's six steps uh, here come the politics. Got to keep those teachers unions happy. Uh, the first part is requiring staff at Head Start programs, Department of Defense schools, and Bureau of Indian Educated uh, Education operated schools to be vaccinated. Again, I'm not sure this is constitutional. I don't think the federal government can force a private school, even ones that get tax breaks and government su subsidies, to be vaccinated. I'm also pretty sure... Indian reservations, in schools that Amer Native American Indians go to, uh, are actually immune to federal law. So I'm not exactly sure this is actually a thing. 
Second part, calling all states to adopt vaccine requirements for all school employees. You know what? I don't have a problem with this. I'll tell you why I don't have a problem. So the teachers are paid very well, and they bitch and moan constantly about afraid to get vaccinated. These people had a year freaking off, and they're still bitching about, you know what, then you got to go get the vaccine. I'm sorry, Miss Higgins. I understand you're 600 pounds, and you don't want to get a, a, a freaking flu vaccine. I personally think she should have to get the COVID vaccine. I, I don't care about the teachers in that part. But the, the kicker is... It doesn't say which teachers, because the teachers unions are pushing back on this. I guarantee you, they won't have to take them. Um, I, but that, again, that's probably not constitutional. You really can't force people to take a vaccine. Provide additional, this is stupid, providing additional funding to schools for safe school reopening, including backfilling salaries and other funding withheld by states for implementing COVID safety measures. Seriously. How much money do these effing people need? They haven't worked in a year. They all got paid. Their funding was almost doubled last year. They need more money? That's just stupid. I'm sorry. That's just stupid. Uh, Let's see. Where are we now? Using the Department of Education's full legal authority to protect students' access to in-person instruction. Okay, I think this one is completely unconstitutional, and we have talked about this before. This states that if there's one child in a classroom, which means every classroom across the country, because there's always one, then all the children must wear a mask. The answer is no. Answer is no. It is not my child's responsibility, it is not my responsibility as my child's parent to make my child suffer because somebody in school. That's their parent's responsibility to take care of their child. And by the way, to sacrifice the many for the one, I think it's insane. And I think there's enough scientific proof, there's that science word again, to prove that masks aren't good for kids. I'm pretty sure we can pretty much prove right now masks aren't good for kids. Okay, next one. Getting students and school staff tested regularly. You know, we never did this with the flu, so why are we doing this with COVID? The flu has already shown statistically it is actually more dangerous than COVID. And um, we don't do it for the flu. Maybe that's what we're going to start doing. But whatever. I also want to point out something because they do talk a lot about the tests. Do you notice, I don't know where to get a test now. I can get a test at CVS. I can get a test at um, Walgreens. But my center down the street doesn't test anymore. And then if I had to get a test, it took two days. And all the testing facilities take two to three days to get your test back. So you go to Walgreens or CVS, it takes two to three days to get your test results back. We There also were COVID testing kits. Those are all gone now. Do you notice that? In Europe, they have the COVID testing, home COVID testing kits. We don't have that in this state anymore, in this country anymore. Where did those go? I know they weren't considered accurate, but I don't know. Okay, and the last one, providing every resource to to the FDA to support timely review of vaccines for individuals under the age of 12. Uh, you, You know what the science is? 
We know very little about the vaccines. As far as I'm concerned, any kid under the age of 18 should not get the vaccine. It's unnecessary unless there's a pre-existing condition. Hell, I'll go a step further. I think nobody under 30 should get the vaccine without pre as long as they don't have pre-existing conditions. We just don't know the side effects yet. In six years, seven years, we may find out our balls will fall off. I don't know. We don't know. The FDA, or the, I'm sorry, the CDC right now is testing these vaccines for their interference of menstrual cycles. Wow. The FDA approved this and now the CDC decides to test? Also, if I'm a parent, I, I just don't want the federal government telling me how to take care of my kid. Period. End of story. This isn't smallpox. All right, let's get to, I believe this is number four. See why I did not? Uh, let's see, is it number four? Yeah, it is number four. Okay, increasing testing and masking. This is an easy one. It's stupid and it's unscientific. Only N90, N95 and KN95 masks work, period. And that's if you change them out throughout the day. Those crappy cloth and surgical masks that we wear all day and probably don't wash and stick in our pockets, they don't work. There's been enough research that says that. If you can smell my fart while wearing my mask, the mask isn't working. That, ladies and gentlemen, is science. They also want to double fines for interstate travel for not wearing a mask. I, I don't know how they're actually going to enforce that. And I'm pretty sure it's unconstitutional. But, hey, this is this is what it comes down to. The mask is the new Star of J David that the people used to wear in the um, in the uh, in Nazi Germany. That's what it is. The mask is a virtue signal. That's all it is. This is nothing more than a power play. Masks are a power play. You wear a mask, you are showing, you are playing with the big boys. All they want you to do is bend the knee. So, uh, my answer is no. Okay, the fifth part is protecting our economic uh, recovery. Okay, my first question to the Biden administration is, what economic recovery are you talking about? We have the highest inflation both on the citizens and on business. We have an unemployment rate is still double what Trump had it. Our employment numbers are not good. We have 10 million open jobs. And people are still not going out there and filling them. What is he talking about our economic recovery? We had our gas is almost $5 a gallon in California. And in certain parts of California, it is $5 a gallon. He even mentions that we are creating the most jobs. We're averaging, averaging 700,000 jobs in the last three months. He had to qualify it. He had to qualify it. Yes. Yes. In June, we had 1.2 million new jobs. In July, we had 900,000 new jobs. We only had 200,000 jobs created in August. And I guarantee you, if you skip those three months and you do the averages... You ain't averaging 700,000 jobs. So what exactly is this idiot talking about? But anyway, hey, good for him. Okay, new support for small businesses impacted by COVID-19. Oh, 
promises, promises, promises. They have been saying this crap for two years. Do you realize COVID's been around for almost two years? They've been saying this crap for two years now. And most small businesses, a bunch closed, didn't see a dime. They couldn't figure out how to register to get that money. This is just another reason for the government to raise taxes again. You cannot depend on the government to get you that money. Streamlining the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, for loan forgiveness process. I tell you what, I just said that. Look above. What I just said. Yeah, they've been doing that for two years and it hasn't worked out real well. It also might be trick, uh, a tricky-dicky way for universal basic income, because you know that's coming. That is coming. And a way to sneak in student loan forgiveness. Anyway, anytime they start making changes to how people pay for things, you got to think to yourself it's probably unconstitutional. Look at the rent moratorium. That ended up being completely unconstitutional. Launching a community navigator program to connect small business to the help they need. Everything I said prior. Yeah, they've done this. They, they are... Hey, here's here's a newsflash. The one thing I can say is the government during this, this the government has been crappy during this entire disaster, even under Trump. They've been no help, and don't forget they've been no help because government sucks at everything. That's what they are. That's why we shouldn't be giving them our, our money. You need evidence the government sucks at, at this this small business thing. Go go walk through the Carlsbad Mall. Three quarters of the stores are closed. It, uh, I hate when the government makes promises that they're going to do something. They're never going to do it. It's all a lie. It's always going to lie. I never trust the government. Never depend on the government to help help you out because you're just going to be disappointed. Hey, finally, the last part, improving care for those with COVID-19. Increasing support for COVID-burdened hospitals. Uh, I'm still waiting to find out where these COVID-burdened hospitals are. I heard there's one... COVID burden hospital in North Dakota. They didn't name it. Last I heard, most hospitals are at between 90 and 95% capacity, which is normal. Several ho- hospitals reported they're not bur- overburdened at all. Do you know where they're really not overburdened? Florida, Texas. So, getting life sa- saving monoclonal, uh, monoclonal antibody treatment for those who need it. Um, I don't know. I thought they were trying to do this from day one, and it's just kind of hard. This is not a God, the government had a good idea thing. This is something that science typically tries to do. And they're still working on it. There are some that, that do have certain experimental treatments that, by the way, are allowed to be used because of Donald Trump's laws that allowed people to try experimental treatments. But I mean, this isn't new. Expanding the pool of healthcare professionals providing treatment by deploying federal monoclonal antibody strike teams. I don't like this one. This is probably going to be a real iffy thing in the courts. and, And tell me if I'm wrong here. Are they trying to federalize doctors? That's not good. Again, we already have a great vaccination setup. As far as I'm concerned, the government's done. If you want a vaccine, you can get it. If you don't want a vaccine, don't get it, and good luck to you. 
That's it. I mean, it, it, we don't need to invent the wheel again. If they come up with a great solution, great. Replace the concurrent vaccines at the sites with the ones that are better. The, the uh, monoclonal uh, antibody. Great. I'll, I'll get one. I mean, that's what, that's what, isn't that, I think that's the same type of vaccine that like smallpox has. So, you know, that's great. But there's one thing to remember. There will be people who still don't want to take it. And you know what? That's okay. It's available. If they don't take it, it's on them. Why can't we move past this whole thing? Okay. So here, here's, here's something that people are really beginning to push. Yeah, I know I'm running long. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave, but uh, I am running long. I'll just have to keep going. There's a Supreme Court precedence called Jacobson versus Massachusetts. And what it is, is there was this guy, a Cambridge pastor in Massachusetts named Henning Jacobson, who didn't want, who's from Sweden, and he didn't want to take a smallpox vaccine. Well, Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts, mandated that he had to take the vaccine or get fined about $5. Okay, that's $150 today. By the way, that's not in comparison to the $14,000 that Biden wants to fine businesses for their, for businesses over 100 people. Okay, so per person he wants to find, this guy is going to get fined $5. That's it. So he took it to the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court ruled in a majority decision, 7 to 2, that the law did not violate the 14th Amendment, which is privacy. The court held, quote, in every ordered society charged with the duty of conserving the safety of its members, the rights of the individual in respect to, of his liberty may at times, under the pressure of greater dangers, be subjected to restraint, to be for, enforced by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public demand, and that real liberty for all could not exist under the operation of a principle which recognizes that the right of each individual person to use his own liberty, whether in respect of his person or his property, regardless of the injury that may be done to others. So basically, in other words... Hey, you know what? The state says you need this vaccine. Okay, you got to take this vaccine because now you're putting other people's liberty at risk if you catch this extremely deadly and extremely transmissible disease. You have to do it, so you have to pay the fine. By the way, I'm not even clear that this Jacobson never got it. He may have just paid his five bucks and that was it. Okay, there are a bunch of problems with this case. Um... And we're going to get to the biggest problem last because I just love that big drum roll. First off, smallpox had a 30% death rate, especially in children. COVID has a 0.02% death rate, and it's unheard of in children. Sorry, folks, that's science and statistics. Whether you like it or not, go to the CDC, look it up, not hard. The smallpox vaccine was approved and has been used for 120 years. They have not tested the China virus vaccine for even a year. We don't even have statistics on the China vaccine, China virus vaccine. 
We have no idea what the side effects are yet. My ball, yeah, again, I told you, my balls could fall off to, in a couple of years. Who knows? But they don't know. They don't know what the, the vaccine does to women. They're actually testing that now to see how it affects on the menstrual cycle. But here's the biggest problem, and this is where a lot of the left is laying their putting their eggs, the basket they decided to put them in, is that this is a precedence that applies to a state, not the federal government. So if the federal government man, mandates vaccines, let's say in the state of Florida, and Florida says no, and they decide to throw this case, what do you think the judges are going to say? They're going to say, well, Massachusetts can do that. The federal government can't. They can't overblow the federal government, no, the uh, uh, state government. They can't tell Florida and Texas and Mississippi and Missouri and North Dakota and South Dakota and Montana and Idaho and Arizona. They can't tell them what to do. The precedence that they're talking about, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, is irrelevant to their case. It's not even something, and that's the first thing most of the judges, I'm sure it'll be 6-3, maybe 5-4, but I'm sure a lot of judges are going to say, well, no, that's not what the Constitution says. The federal government here is overblowing is overstepping their bounds. So I'm getting a little long-winded, but let, let, let's get this out. Let's get this conclusion. This is a power grab. It's tyrannical. It's despotic. And Joe Biden is becoming a di dictator. That speech was disgusting. He was shaming people for not having the vaccine. He was pitting the vaccinated and the un against the unvaccinated and vice versa. He is stirring hate and polarization. And that's what the left does. Problem. Most people don't care. Or at least shouldn't care. I'm vaccinated. I don't care if you're not. That's your problem. And I can tell you it goes the same way. The unvaccinated, do you think they've stopped living their lives? Absolutely not. They haven't stopped living their lives at all because they don't worry about it. I understand, you don't, if you, I understand why you don't get the vaccine. Okay, good for you. But I ain't wearing a mask. It's not my responsibility to worry about you. What about what you do or don't do? It's not my responsibility to worry about your decisions. I can only worry about me and my family. Nobody else. It's not my responsibility or my children's responsibility to worry about someone else. Finally, do the vaccines work or not? If they do, why do I need to worry about the unvaccinated as uh, our endearing, despot, old, mentally decrepit president says? If they don't, why is the government forcing people to take it? If the vaccine doesn't work, why are we forcing people to take it? Either it works or it doesn't. And in the last year and a half, when did masks ever work? Last two years almost. Massive proven they don't work. Why? It keeps going up. There's no uh, no evidence or even research that masks have ever worked. But com common sense says that, well, I got to wear a mask or I'll catch the virus, but I could probably catch the virus anyway. They want the vaccinated to wear masks and be vaccinated. 
And they want the unvaccinated to do the same thing. No, no. Finally, if the world is about to end because of the China virus, why are so many Democratic politicians not wearing masks in crowded public events? We had the Democratic mayor of Chicago at Lollapalooza, crowded, no mask. We had the Democratic uh, mayor of Washington, D.C. at a wedding, no mask. We had uh, the governor of California where, uh, at a dinner in the middle of a shutdown that he enforced, not wearing a mask. We have the uh, Speaker of the House getting a hair style, hair job, not wearing a mask. This whole thing is about bending knee. That's what it is. These six steps apply to a lot of people but not the elites, and you better watch it. You better watch. I guarantee you there are going to be exceptions. The elites being politicians, unions, the rich and famous, they know better than we do. Remember that. They keep telling us that. If you don't agree with them, or not agree with them, if you don't do what they say, you will be banished. You will lose your job. You will not be able to participate in social events. And you will be ridiculed like they do on CNN. You know what I say? No, I'm done. No more masks. No more vaccinations. I'm finished. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can take a look at that uh, his full speech. It's a very interesting, it's a very disturbing speech. And you can actually look, go to the White House link and take a look at what the White House says. Hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.